Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome, in everybody, to another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm Glenn Martin, here with my co-host James Haskell. In this episode, we're going to discuss what are the realistic expectations for Odell Beckham Jr. in the 2023 season uh, for the Ravens, because I think a lot of people are, you know, you know, some it's like two camps. It's like some people are really excited about Odell coming here and have high expectations, and others are are kind of tempered in their expectations with the with the recent injury, the fact that he's getting older. Uh, but then there's the contract. Right? It's a lot of money, so people are saying with this money comes extra expectations for the player and his expected success. So. Jimbo, first and foremost, how are you? And we got to explain to the fans because they've been wondering where the heck we've been. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you guys might know this, but been doing a little bit of traveling, and I'm on my way back, getting closer to Maryland. I think we're on the Eastern Time Zone now, uh, just headed into Illinois, so we're doing all right from a time perspective. Um, but uh, doing good, man, doing good, and uh, looking forward to to getting back home. Um, so I appreciate that. But uh, how are you doing? Hanging in there? Yeah, doing good. The O's are in the middle of a four-game win streak after, you know, kind of going through their toughest part of the season so far. So it's nice to see them getting back in the right direction. And of course, Adley Rutschman will be in the Home Run Derby on Monday. So everybody tune in. And uh, awesome. it'll be exciting to watch uh, the O's get some true representation over All-Star Weekend, not just the necessary required one-member representation that we've been having over the last few years. So it's uh, right. it's certainly a good time in Baltimore. But we're not here to talk O's. We're here to talk Baltimore Ravens football. Yeah. So, Jimbo, I mean, look, he gets the $15 million with the, the possible $18 million in incentive bonuses, which seem mm-hmm. relatively achievable. So when you start thinking about OBJ's expectations, like how, how do you, how do you, because look, we haven't seen him in quite some time, but this is a guy who's had maybe more success in the first few years of his career than any receiver. So kind of, yeah. what's your thoughts on how you start looking at, at, at the expectations for him? Yeah, just like you said, it's kind of been interesting how people have fallen into two camps and there's, there doesn't seem to be too many people splitting the two. So I feel like a lot of people are, not from a contract standpoint, but from a production standpoint. A lot of people, I think, would say, fall in the camp of he's going to be a, a leader, a red zone vet, and um, a guy that is going to be a, a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, something like that. Uh, yeah. In this tree, you know, in this room that we that we currently have. But and then the other people, I think, think that he's going to get hurt. Right? <laughs> That's just what the two scenarios are, which is unfortunate. I, I don't want the guy to get hurt. Uh, obviously, even if he wasn't a Raven, you don't really root for anyone to get hurt. But um, the one thing that I'm surprised about with all of this, when you think about his expectations are, is the fact that really the only thing that's derailed him in his career is health. I mean, nothing, anytime he's had relatively healthy seasons, he's put up production. And like you said, early on in his career, the numbers were incredible, but even, you know, uh, in the middle part of his career, he still had some some solid years. And so 
I'm surprised. You know, my first thought is I'm surprised that there aren't more people going all in on the fact that this is the first time this guy's had a over a calendar year to recover from a major knee injury and uh, looks to be in absolutely incredible shape. So if he's mitigated the risk of injury, why isn't sky the limit? Like, that's the question for me to start out, right? Like, my thought is that why can't he get back to OBJ form? Why can't he, you know, be a all pro um you know, pro bowl type guy and, and put it up. Why not in my mind? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he's got an opportunity here. I, I, the way I, when I was thinking about his success, I kind of looked back at some of Todd Munkins along the way. And it's, it's not easy just to use those as a predictor for the future, because a lot of his, a lot of uh, his, a lot of his stops, he wasn't necessarily the guy when it came to play calling and being in total control of the offense. When he was in Tampa, Dirk Cutter was a heavy, you know, heavy influence being the, the, the head coach that was hired because of his offense. And the same in Cleveland with Freddie Kitchens. Uh, but that's all we really have to look back on. That and, of course, Georgia, his stops in Georgia. So uh, when I look back at 2019, his lone season as the OC in Cleveland – he had Odell Beckham Jr. on his team, and Jarvis Landry led the team with 138 targets, but Odell was right behind him with 133. And, and, and this is the part I find interesting, Jimbo. The, the third leader and the third and fourth leader in target share in 2019 were the two running backs. Kareem Hunt and Nick mm. Chubb were, were what third and fourth in in targets for the season. So it was clearly number one and number two with Jarvis and Beckham. And then a massive drop-off to the point where the running backs were the next two highly or highest targeted. So do you view him as, like, if, if this is how Todd Munkin runs his offense, where it, it's like the top guys get the most targets, do you view Odell Beckham at this point as one of the two top guys from a pass catching standpoint, and that includes Mark Andrews. So you got Bateman, Andrews, you got Zay Flowers, and then you got Odell. Do you view Odell as one of the top two pass catchers on the team right now? Man, I it being as objective as possible, you can't. I don't believe there's any case that you can say no to that question. You have to say yes, because the other guys haven't been, they're not proven commodities yet in this league, right? Like, so health aside, any sort of, um, you know, other opinions about Odell Beckham Jr. aside, him purely as a football player, anyone that answers this question, I think has to say yes. It's one to him and Mark. That's a great point you bring up because ultimately what it's going to come down to is how much trust OC has in him, how much trust Lamar has in him, and then what the team asks him to do. Um, So I've kind of gone back and forth on what his role will be on this team. But I've really come to the conclusion that there's a high likelihood that he ends up, you know, as long as he stays healthy, I think he's called upon a lot more than we are thinking that he will be called upon at this point as, as a Ravens fan base. I think that he'll, he'll be taking more of the lion's share of these targets than, than maybe we initially anticipated. So, yeah, I think that's fair to say that he's a, top two target on this team I mean could do you do you see it otherwise well I think it's a chance that that Todd Munkin could see it otherwise and and the reason I say is if you look at his time last year with Georgia 
the leading target getter, you know, was Brock Bowers, you know, their tight end. So yep. it's clear that if he views a tight end, whoever, however he views the best receiving target, they're going to be the lead dog. So he could look at Mark Andrews as that's my best receiving target for Lamar. Yeah. He's going to get, you know, he's going to get number one target share. And then he could look at Rashad Bateman. I'm just saying he could and say, sure. man, this guy, you know, he's a lot younger. He's he, he's an accomplished route runner. And if he's healthy throughout camp, he could say, that's my number two target getter. And then he could be yeah. blown away by Zay Flowers. So I just wonder, you know, kind of how he views his his group, because that's, I think, part of the reason why Munkin is here is because he's he's malleable. He, he He'll take whatever the best he's got no matter the position, and he'll make them the highlight and, you know, the kind of the star of his offense. So I'm just – because I, I look at Odell as, like, maybe he doesn't command the targets, but he still will have to command the respect of the defense. Mm-hmm. And so even if he's not as highly targeted as he has been in, in past stops, it does it, the defense can't fall asleep on him because of who he is. And as long as right. he's out there and healthy enough to play, he'll still command their respect and their attention – Without even necessarily getting the target share that he's gotten in the past, so I, I, I um, I, I think he could be in in for less targets, but still have a massive impact and still have high yards per catch and still be a a, a threat as a as a touchdown cat, uh, receiver. So I, I wonder, do you think it's possible he could have maybe the third or fourth most targets, but still be number one or two in in touchdowns? Yeah, I can absolutely see that. I think that when healthy, same thing, based on his athletic ability, his route running, and then his catch radius, which is, we all obviously know it's stupid and his hands are insane. Um, he's just a, a an issue in the red zone. I mean, he's just a problem, right? He's he's so good in that space, just in, in a one-on-one type scenario, because the ball can be thrown anywhere, right? And nine times out of 10, the cornerback's not getting it. You know, o- Odell's coming down with it. So, um, yeah, I, I can absolutely envision that. Uh, it's just the, the fun part about this video to me and this conversation is that we literally have very little idea of what this offense is going to look like from a wide receiver standpoint. Because, you know, we've talked about like position battles and things, but these three guys at the top end, and of course, even with Nelson Aguilar nipping at their heels, there's going to be a real uh, healthy competition and battle to see what who ends up being the guy that plays each role right does it just simply come down to odell being the decoy or does that camp he looks so healthy and so good that they're like dude there's no that, that just like you said monkin says there's no way i'm not giving seven of the balls that are going to the wide receiver to this guy because he's head and shoulders above everyone else right now like it's so interesting to see how that will play out some of that's going to come down to monkin obviously but the other part is going to be how these guys do at camp how's their health How's their, you know, how how quickly can they pick up on the offense? How's their uh, connection with Lamar Jackson? But I'm telling you, man, the one thing that I think overall we are underestimating as a fan base is that if Odell is healthy, I think he does end up being more of a, a ends up being relied upon even more than I think we are anticipating at this point. When I say we, I mean like as a fan base. For the Ravens, I think uh, a lot of them are considering him like, you know, a secondary piece. And I think that there's a, a, a very high that even with all three of them healthy, if he balls out, that he ends up just being the number one guy 
um, from a wide receiver standpoint, like the number one guy, um, you know, however you want to categorize that. But it's exciting to think about, man. He's been so productive his whole career when he's been healthy. It's just ridiculous, right? Yeah, I mean, this guy burst into the, into the league and kind of just took everything. You know, if you just look at his first three years, you'd say he's going on to be the greatest receiver of all time. I mean, that's how good he started his career. Yeah. Of course, ha- has had big seasons since then as well. Well, let me ask you this, Jimbo, because I think what's interesting is it in Cleveland, again, 138 targets for Landry, 133 for Odell Beckham, and third was Nick Chubb with 49, almost 100 targets less Yeah, going from second to third. So it's a massive drop-off. So let me ask you this, Jimbo. In, in yeah. 2019, he had 74 catches for a, or a little over 1,000 yards, only four touchdowns in his lone season under Todd Munkin, what would be view? What would you view? Let's say hypothetically, he plays in 15 of the 17 games, right? He plays in the majority of the games. What is the, the, the low number for you from a reception standpoint, yards and touchdowns where you won't view it as a disappointment or a guy who didn't live up to the contract he was given? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say, 70 is probably a solid number from a reception standpoint. I think right around there. Yeah. Um, so, but but yards, that would mean that 65 would feel like a disappointment. Is that true? Okay. So 70 catches, 800 yards, nine touchdowns. That is one hell of a season. Let me tell you. I think um, yeah. Ozzie Newsom would sign up for that as well as Eric DaCosta in an absolute heartbeat. And do, but does, do you think does that am mean, I over the top? Well, I mean, I think 70 is, is a high number um, only because he only had 74 when he had 133 targets in 2019. So yeah, 70 that was, I no, think that was with Baker Mayfield steep. throwing him the ball. That's a good point. That's a good point. So That's like, not, like, uh, you know, a, we saw that mixtape, right? We all saw that. Yeah, yeah, we see, we've seen some low lights. But let me ask you this, Jimbo. Does that mean you look at, at 65 catches as a disappointment or a, or a letdown? No, this is what I'll say. I, I'm trying to figure out how I measure impact and, and the way that he'll carry the room. I think that the nine number is is a more uh, is a higher indicator for me. I really think he's going to do a lot for us in the red zone is where I think he's going to uh, do a lot. But I also think that the yards could – man, so I'm not as stuck uh, caught up on the receptions. If I were to categor- uh, If I were to rank them – Touchdowns, obviously number one, but the 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 yards is another, another thing too because the way that you keep you maintain the respect of the defense outside of the red zone if you're Odell is making a lot of those receptions. So if you don't get a if you, you got to get a slant and take it fifty, you got to get a slant and show you still got the burst. Like that's how you keep defenses up at night. Outside of them thinking, okay, well if we're out of the red zone, Odell's not getting the ball type thing, right? Yeah, yeah. like this is how they utilize him. So that's how you maintain high impact. So. He's got to keep his yards per reception up, in my opinion. Um, so I don't know if I would be disappointed if the receptions are lower, but if the yards and the touchdowns get lower, then I would be concerned. I, w- I would be a little, uh, not concerned, but uh, disappointed, yeah. Yeah, and, and I think what you're saying is kind of how the, the Rams used him when he was there, uh, because even though you know he was only with the Rams for eight games yeah. and only had 27 catches, but he had five touchdowns in those 27 catches. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that's a big number when 
that, that's like what twenty percent of your catches were touchdowns. I mean, that's that's an insanely high number when you just look at how many catches versus touchdowns. So I think you're right. I, I would put the receptions for me at around fifty because okay. there's just so many mouths to feed. Like I I I will say this: I love the fact that OBJ and Lamar Jackson, at least from what we're seeing, seem to be great friends already. The chemistry is being built already you know to this point and and they have so much time before they actually need to have it so i think that's encouraging but i think 50 is a good number because zay flowers is also building that chemistry right now with o, with obj and lamar jackson down in florida we already know mark andrews has it you know no problem i think right. i think i think when you look at the history of um of Todd Munkin and how he throws to the backs, we can't just act like the backs aren't going to get 40 targets apiece because they, they they are. I mean, you yeah. look at, at his time everywhere, the backs get involved. So I think just from a target share, there's so many mouths to feed that I just don't see it, even if he's healthy, him getting to that number receptions-wise. But 50 with, like you said, seven to nine touchdowns and let's say 12 to 15 yards per catch, I think would be a huge success for the Ravens because – He's still going to command so much attention. You still have to put your best corner on that guy. You just have yeah. to. How yeah. could you not? He's going to make him look silly if you don't, if right. he's healthy. And he looks incredibly healthy and strong right now. So I put it at 50 catches. I'm going to say 700 yards, and I'm going to say seven touchdowns. But I don't think nine is unreasonable. That's fair. I I, I like that a lot. Um, well, let's And let me end with this. What's your over-under on the injuries? How many games does he play? Well, I already put a couple shekels down. I'll be honest. I uh, I I had a, a a bit of a a bet going with someone, and I put it at I set the over under at four and a half. So somebody might you know people might say I'm crazy. I say he misses. Uh, I I went the under, so I say he's going to miss four games or less. Is what I'm, and maybe that's just the uh, the purple Kool Aid. I think that's a good number. Uh, ooh, I'm gonna go. So you bet the under. Yeah, I say four or less, and he said the over. So he's got five or more. Yeah. I'm going to take the under as well. And like you said, that might be the purple Kool-Aid. But I think really he's had true time to recover. Yeah. Recover, that makes a big difference. So uh, I'm excited, man, for all the of what Odell Beckham can do this year. He's the ultimate wild card, I think, for our offense. Really excited about it. Let us know what your guys' thoughts are down in the comments, and we'll talk to you guys soon. See you. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.